0: Do you feel like when you try to lose fat, that your body starts to react to it? It starts to make it harder? Well, guess what? There's truth to this. As you lose weight, your body tries to resist the weight loss. Some people will label this starvation mode. And what they end up doing is they blame their lack of weight loss or the fact they, that they regained weight on this slowdown in their metabolism. But guess what, starvation mode doesn't really exist. However, in today's episode, we're gonna dive into the must know things about what happens with your metabolism and how to counteract it. So if that's what you're interested in, you're in the right place, you're gonna learn things in this episode that it will be hard for you to learn anywhere else. These things just aren't talked about. What's up, my friend? My name is Ted Rice. I'm a health expert and host of the Legendary Life Podcast. If this is your first time listening to the show, what we do here is we break down science-based information on how to lose fat, prevent disease, and live a longer, healthier, legendary life. And if you are interested in that, click that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts so that every time one of my episodes, interviews, or Real Talk Fridays comes out, you'll be the first to know. And if you've been listening for a while and you know that I am running a seven-day fitness challenge, well, guess what? I have a date for you. We're running our next seven-day challenge on Friday, July 3rd. That's this Friday, July 3rd. And guess what? There is a cap on the people. So if you're interested in getting coaching from me, for one week for free, and losing weight, getting results in one week, go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash challenge and sign up now. So let's get into it. Starvation mode doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. But your metabolism does slow down as you lose weight. Why does this happen? What's well, two big reasons. The first reason is, guess what? Smaller bodies burn less energy. There is this belief that, oh, I'm bigger, so I have a slow metabolism. That is not true. That's like saying there's a a Ford F-150 and a Honda Civic at the stop sign, and the Honda Civic's burning more energy than the Ford F-150. Does that sound right to you? Because it actually takes energy to keep weight on your body, whether whether that weight is fat or muscle. In fact, fat... It takes energy to maintain. Fat increases your resting metabolism. If you gain more, if you go from 150 to 200 pounds, you're burning more energy than you were before in your resting metabolism. And I know some of you are nodding your head. Uh-uh, that's not true. Yes, it is. Because guess what? I didn't say you exercise more. I didn't say you eat less. I said your resting metabolism. That's an important nuance. So in fact, it's probably harder when you have 50, 60, 100 pounds more on your body to move around more. But that's not what we're talking about right now. That's a talk for another time. So just understand smaller bodies burn less energy. So if you lose 20 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds, you burn less energy than what you did before for your resting metabolic rate. But there's something else that happens. It's called adaptive thermogenesis. So what does that mean? Your body starts to fight the weight loss, and it does it by two main ways. One is that it actually slows down your resting metabolic rate. So your metabolism can actually slow down as you're losing fat. Now, listen, if you're not losing fat or you're gaining weight, this ain't happening to you. So I want to make that clear. If you're gaining fat, it's not because your metabolic rate is slowing down. I'm talking about if you're trying to lose, if you've been, if you've lost some weight and then it started to slow down, this is what's happening, apart from what we talked about already that smaller bodies burn less energy. So most of the slowing down comes from two things. One is your resting metabolism. We know that from studies, about two to five percent, you're going to experience or some people experience about a two to five percent drop in their metabolism when they go on a fat loss diet, regardless of the diet, because if you don't already know that it's a calorie deficit and has nothing to do with carb, carb high, or low-carb diets or Atkins or if, uh, you know, you need to listen to this podcast more, because you got some serious misconceptions. So it doesn't matter what diet you're on. What matters is, are you in that calorie deficit? Because if you are, then you can experience this 2 to 5% drop in your resting metabolic rate. But guess what? That's 2 to 5% on average. It can be as high as 10 to 15%. And by the way, it's a small amount. So let's say that your resting metabolic rate is, I'm just going to throw out a number here, 1,800 calories, right? 10% of that would be 180 5% of that would be 90 right so we're not talking about a huge drop here but it can make a difference especially for the people who are outliers who experience that 10 to 15% drop and just FYI bodybuilders when they when they step up on stage you know physique athletes people who get shredded ripped and they diet down for months and step on stage, and you're wondering, like, how, are, how can you see like all their butt muscle uh, fibers? right? Those people, they can experience a drop of up to 30% in their resting metabolic rate. But guess what? This isn't the big problem. And let's face it, you're not a bodybuilder. You probably wouldn't be listening to this show. You'd be <laughs> listening to another show. And what I mean is you are a competitive bodybuilder who gets up on stage and diets down. So if you're not getting into, you know, dieting down to five percent body fat, we're not talking about you. But most people can and will experience a, a slight drop, from two to five percent on average, to the outliers who can experience a 10 to 15 percent drop. But again, even 10 um, to 15 percent, that's not that much. That's like having one less, uh, one less orange a day, right? Or one less, <laughs> one less kind bar a day. Where the real big issue is, is something called NEAT. NEAT is an acronym and it stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which, which is just a sciencey way of saying all the stuff that you do that isn't a workout. So if you're running or going for a walk or in the gym, lifting weights or doing Pilates or body pump or whatever, Pilates, yoga, those are all workouts. But neat is like what I'm doing right now. You can't see me, but I talk with my hands a lot. Maybe it's because I'm from Miami. I don't know. But what happens and, and probably the best example of this is just how often do you get up and move around? How many steps do you take? In other words. Because this is where the big issue is. What we know is that studies show that you can lose up to 40% of your activity. You can drop off 40% of your activity and it's completely unconscious. So you may say, no, nothing's changed. I haven't changed my lifestyle at all. Hmm. Do you track your steps? Um. Well, no. Okay, so you don't know. In fact, tracking your steps is a great way to see if this is happening to you or not. Because if we're talking about, you know, you're getting 10,000 steps a day and all of a sudden you're getting 5,000, this is a big deal. In fact, so many people say have you ever heard like, "Oh, it's 80% nutrition and only 20% exercise." That that's what fat loss is about. Well, that's not true. I've had a client who was uh on point with his nutrition, but wasn't losing fat because he's a big boy should lose fat quite quickly because if you have a lot of fat to lose, the bad news is it's terrible for your health, but the good news is that it's easy, to, it's easy to get rid of or simple to get rid of, but then we looked at his steps and he was averaging 800 steps per day for the past week when I asked him to look at it. 800 steps per day. This guy was barely, he, he, it's like he went to the bathroom a few times and then sat down, went to the refrigerator, the bathroom, walked to his car, walked back, and that was it for a whole week. So this is a big deal. Now, so just to go over this, just to make sure that, you know, just a brief recap here. So smaller bodies burn less energy. So if you lose weight, you need less energy. And two is the adaptive thermogenesis. So this drop in resting metabolic rate that can be anywhere from 2 to 5% on average, but up to 10 to 15%. And then there's a drop in activity. You're just not getting up and you're completely unaware of it unless you're doing some type of tracking. It's kind of like, imagine driving your car and you had to just... Guess when with no gas gauge, and you just had to guess how much gas you had in your your tank, right? You didn't have the gas gauge to look at. You just had to guess. That's what most people are kind of doing with their nutrition. They're just kind of guessing and they have no idea. But then when they run out of gas, they're like, oh, what happened? I didn't, you know, I thought I had more gas left. Well, you're not tracking it. You don't, you're not aware. So why does this happen? Well, your body doesn't see a diet as a great way to lose fat, to prevent diabetes, to improve the way you look in the mirror. It sees a threat to survival. So it will respond and neutralize the threat. Well, how does that happen? Well, various psychological and physiological changes happen. For one, increased hunger. That's why it's so important One of the key things that I coach with my clients and also with my, and, and also I go over this in the seven day challenge is we talk about how to control hunger, because if someone's trying to teach you how to lose fat, but not teaching you this you're going to fail okay because you need to learn how to manage your hunger if you don't learn how you are going to be and it's just going to be a struggle you're always going to eventually lose to hunger so it's something that you need to learn also falling off the wagon so many people so many of my clients view falling off the wagon as such a failure what if we reframed it and said well this is your body's way of Protecting you, and what you need to do is just to get back on track as fast as possible. Another thing is decreased neat like we already talked about. Another way is you start to lose muscle. It starts to say, "Hey, your body is like, hey, let's get rid of this muscle. We don't need it." So this, these are the things that you're facing when you're trying to lose fat. This is why it's so difficult. I want to share a brief story with you. So I've been lean for most of my life, but in my 30s, I got fat. And most of you who've been listening to this show and signed up to the email list or your Facebook, or you follow me on social media, you've seen that photo. You've seen the fat Ted photo, either me with the boxing gloves, or if you've watched my masterclass, you've seen the fat Ted with the boxing gloves The one that when I posted up on Facebook, people told me I looked like a miniature butter bean. So it was so easy to stay lean. But then when I got fat, it was so hard to lose fat. Now, granted, I believed a lot of things about nutrition that weren't true. That did not help. I thought carbs made you fat. I thought fat wouldn't make you fat. I thought butter was a health food. So I'd go out of my way to eat it. I'm like, butter's a health food. That's why I'm putting butter on things. Yeah, it ain't no health food. It doesn't even have that many vitamins and uh, minerals in it. Even grass-fed butter. <laughs> so listen, but when I tried to, even when I started learning better nutrition uh, approaches, it still, it was a struggle to lose fat. I, get, I was up at 210 pounds. So what seems to happen is that Once you establish a new normal for your body, that's what it likes to stay at, and it will fight to stay that way for all the reasons that we talked about. Now, I weigh 183 or something like that, 182, and I'm quite lean, even though I've been eating emotional eating for the past month because of the situation with my dad. I still can see my abs. I still have that one. There's this one vein on my lower abdomen. I'm just like, I just, that is my goal not to lose that. And so, so that's my thing, but it's been such a struggle, right? To lose that fat and uh, to manage these things. So how do we overcome them? How do you overcome them? Well, first of all, You've got to understand what's going on. You've got to be aware that what you're trying to do is going to take some work, not just physically like, oh, I'm going to have to learn new skills. I'm going to have to learn more about nutrition. I'm going to have to unlearn all that garbage that I learned from all the gurus who told me you know, that carbs make you fat and fat doesn't make you fat. In fact, one of the, one of the biggest issues that I see with my coaching clients is that they're eating way too much fat especially if you're the type of person and and you're like well I don't eat junk food I don't understand my problem I don't I'm not like I mean I'll eat a little bit here and there but that's not the thing I I I don't eat junk food well guess what uh, you can get fat eating cookies ice cream and potato chips and you can get fat eating ribeye steak olive oil avocado and avocado so you got to understand that and you got to be aware at that As you lose fat, these things come into play that will stop you. The second thing is you got to set realistic goals. So if you're on your own, what I would tell you to do is one to two pounds per week is what you should shoot for. So that's like in 12 weeks, that 12 to 24 pounds. Now with my coaching clients, I get for people who have a lot of fat to lose, I get 20 to 30. I've even gotten 40 pounds. I've even gotten clients who lost 40 pounds. So with good coaching, you can even make better progress. But on your own, don't try to do that. Or I mean, you can try if you want. I just it's probably not going to work out for you. But one to two pounds per week is, is a solid rate of fat loss. The third thing that you should do is do everything you can to avoid losing muscle. What does that mean? Eat about... 0.7 to 1.2 grams of protein per pound of body weight. If you're on the more obese side or severely obese, 0.7. If you're more on the leaner side, all the way up to 1.2. That's Those are the ranges I personally use for my clients and for myself. The other thing is that you have to do resistance training. Oh, but I don't like resistance training. Okay, well, you're going to lose muscle then. That's like saying, oh, but I don't like work. Okay, well, you're not going to make money then. Do you understand? These aren't rules that are negotiable. This is human body stuff. It's set by God or evolution, the universe, whatever, the laws of physics, whoever came up with that, whatever you believe in, the rules are not changeable. Resistance training is what you should do if you're losing, if you're trying to lose body fat, because if you don't, we know you end up losing muscle and ending and losing muscle is part of why people end up gaining the weight back and end up gaining the fat back. You don't want to do that. So make sure you're eating enough protein. Make sure you are doing resistance training. It doesn't mean you can't do cardio. I use cardio with my coaching clients all the time. I use it myself. I think there's great reasons to include cardio. Most of it goes beyond the weight loss thing. It's just more about feeling good. I find that people who deal with more negative emotions like myself benefit more uh, or brain fog, negative emotions, anything like that benefit more from cardio. But when it comes to just fat loss, you've got to prioritize resistance training. This episode is sponsored by Organifi. Do you want to know a secret that all my coaching clients follow? It's really simple, but powerful. Add vegetables into each meal. But let's be honest. Most of us, including myself, don't eat the recommended servings of vegetables and fruits each day. So for those of us who are on the go or have trouble eating healthy, having a greens powder makes it easy to get your greens in every single day, no matter how busy you are. And that's why I use and recommend Organifi Green Juice, a superfood powder that you just add water to so that you can get your greens in even when you're on the go. The best thing about Organifi Green Juice is that it actually tastes great. But don't believe me, try it for yourself and use the code TED20, that's capital T E D, the number 20 at www.organifi.com. That's organifi.com to receive 20% off your first order. But hurry, this is a limited time discount for legendary life listeners. Now, back to the episode. The next thing is track your steps to make sure you are moving the same amount now i use the aura ring i don't have any affiliation with them i used to but uh you know <laughs> just wasn't worth doing it so anyway it's it's awesome but i don't recommend that you use your your phone so if you don't want to get something like an aura which is more of a sleep tracker not an activity tracker get yourself a Garmin or some type of wearable, like a Garmin or Fitbit or whatever, but track your steps that way. You can even use a pedometer if you want, but track your steps. And if you see that you're starting to go down in your steps, you know that some of this adaptive thermogenesis is taking place and that your neat is decreasing and neat. So now look, I'll tell you a quick thing here. People used to tell me, "Oh, well, I think weight uh, walking is a great form of exercise." I used to be like, "Wow, you are really lame." That's how I thought in my 20s. "Wow, you're you're a loser. Either do high intensity interval training or do weightlifting, but walking, like, you know." <laughs> but I am wrong. I was the idiot. I was the one who is wrong. Walking and getting up and making sure that you're taking the stairs and parking was taking the stairs when you can and parking far away from, you know, instead of driving 10 minutes to get the parking spot right in front of Walmart or Publix or Whole Foods or wherever the hell you do your shopping, parking farther away and walking your lazy butt. And we're all lazy, by the way, so that you get more steps in so that you get more walking in. But people, you know, people do the opposite. So track your steps. It's huge what it can do for you. And the last thing I would say is think long term instead of short term whatever you do must be sustainable now there is something else I will say about this what I encourage my clients to do is this it's harder to build it than it is and it's easier to keep it is what I teach it was so I, I, it was hard for me to get lean I had to I started tracking my nutrition using my fitness pal I dialed in my uh grams of protein I would track all my meals and e- even when I didn't want to and whenever I fell off tracking I'd push myself to get back on I would you know get myself to do exercise when I didn't even want to but once I achieved it it was so easy to keep in fact I've been lean for a long time the only time that I've ever had trouble staying lean is in the past month When my dad got sick, I started, I emotionally eat. I've been, I've been an emotional eater for most, if not all of my life. I used to binge eat Halloween candy when I was 10 years old, five years old, six years old. And and it never dawned on me until I started realizing that. So, uh, but for most, so, so that's a different situation. You know, when those things happen, you have to learn how to deal with them. But I'm not talking about when the inevitable bins in the river of life occur. I'm talking about whatever you do now, it must be sustainable. However, be willing to do what it takes to get results first, learn what that is, and then start to back off. That's what I teach. It's really, it may seem like a not that useful perspective, but I will tell you it is really important. You must prove to yourself that you can do this because most people have have a belief that, oh, I can't lose weight. Oh, I can't lose weight. It's too hard. I, my body just resists weight loss. It's like, uh-uh. you just don't know how to do it. So prove to yourself it can be done because the first thing is you need to break that belief. Oh, I can't lose weight. Really? If we throw you on a An island in the South Pacific by yourself and you're you're gonna eat bugs and climb trees to get coconuts, you're not gonna lose weight. You what you're really saying is, I don't know how to lose weight because I take the kids to school and I work 40 to 50 hours a week. I run a business, I go out to eat, I can't stop myself from drinking just one glass of alcohol, I binge eat. You don't know how to lose fat in the context of your life. That's very different than whether your body has the ability to lose fat or not. Does that make sense? Because it's a very important distinction. And what I find is those people who are like, no, I'm just, my body's resistant to losing fat. It's like, no, you just don't know. And you need to prove it to yourself that it works. So what about keeping the weight off? Does this adaptive thermogenesis screw us over in that way? And um you know, it's a fair question to ask, does this reduction in metabolic rate increase the risk of gaining the weight back? And guess what? Scientists did a study on it. And a shout out to Eric, if you're listening, he is um, the coach who I worked with to get lean while I was traveling the world when I was in Phuket, Thailand, actually. And I, I talked to him constantly about this stuff. And he shared with me this study. And what he found was that your metabol, or what the I'm sorry, not him, but the uh, what he shared with me, and what this study says, is that your metabolic rate bounces back to normal. It bounces back to normal, so it is doesn't stop you from keeping the weight gain, uh, from from maintaining your weight loss. So if it doesn't, then what does? Well doing a fad diet that you couldn't keep up. A lot of people who come to me tried keto and they're like, yeah, I lost weight, but then I hit a wall. I couldn't lose weight. And I, and it's just disgusting all the fat, how much fat I have to eat. And I really miss carbs. Then I show them, Hey, I eat, I eat over 200 grams of carbs a day. And I'm, and I can see my abs now for someone who's not as active. It might be more, or someone who has, uh, pre-diabetes or diabetes, it might, it might be a better approach to have a bit less carbs. I don't want to get too into the woods on that, but it's not the carbs that is making them diabetic. It is the fat that has accumulated because they were eating too many calories, but you can lower your blood sugars by reducing carbs if you are metabolically unhealthy. Does that make sense? But in general, that's not an issue, right? So here's what I want to tell you. To keep the weight off, you need to find an approach that you can maintain. That's why what I preach is I show people how to go out and enjoy their social life in addition to maintaining and even losing fat while they do it. I teach them how to balance it out because i feel like if you don't do that then you have to do what some of my clients have told me i feel like i have to just stay home when i'm on a diet i have to i have to stay home i can't go out because once i go out uh, this it's like no 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 you need to learn those that you need to go out so that you learn how to do this in the context of the life that you really really want to live or you need to get new friends ones who drink less alcohol and <laughs> Don't use food to manage their emotions, right? But you need to do something sustainable. You need to figure out also what is doable in terms of exercise for you. And again, resistance training is that thing. It's just, it's like brushing your teeth, right? If you don't brush your teeth and floss, you end up, well, you don't, you end up with stank breath. Nobody wants to talk to you, but if you neglect your teeth long enough, you lose them. Well, that's what happens to your muscles. Losing muscle happens with age. So if you want anti-aging, you work on keeping your muscles. In fact, you'd be surprised. If you worked out and lost fat, if you worked out optimally and lost fat, you would feel 10 years younger. I'm 43. I feel like I'm 28. Can't say 23. Gosh, I felt like an idiot at 23 too. So I certainly don't feel like an as much of an idiot. So. You'll feel 10 years, if not more, younger. So what's another thing that helps keeping the weight off? Learning how to manage your emotions. It's what I'm struggling with right now. And I'm really good at it. And I still struggle. You've got to learn how to manage those negative emotions if you find that uh, for men, typically end up drinking more alcohol. Women typically eat more based on the studies that we have. So you've got to learn how to manage your emotions. What is missing in your life that you keep turning to food or alcohol or both to make you happy? Because that's why you eat and that's why you drink alcohol. Oh, no, I just like the taste of wine. Really? Every night? A bottle every night? You just like the taste of wine? Stop lying to yourself. You got to eat until your (laughs) stomach is bloated every night. Just because you like the taste of food, stop lying to yourself. You're trying to feed your emotions. You're trying to drink away your emotions. You're trying to influence your brain chemistry. And it doesn't work because the alcohol wears off. And then you wake up feeling like crap in the morning. The food gets stored as fat. And then you see yourself in the mirror. And then you feel bad again. And then have even more negative emotions to deal with because now Not only do you have the negative emotions from your relationship or the financial stress, but now you have it because you don't look like what you see in the mirror. So these are the things that must be managed if you want to keep the weight off for good. Now, I could keep going, but I think I've covered a lot today. We covered some science. We covered some psychology. And just to recap the points here, your metabolism does slow down when you lose weight. And by the way, the weight could be from muscle or it could be from fat. One reason is that smaller bodies burn less energy. The other is adaptive thermogenesis. It's a it's a, a phenomenon called adaptive thermogenesis. So your resting metabolic rate can drop around two to five percent on average, but can be as high as 10 to 15 percent. And even more important is the neat drops, the non-exercise activity thermogenesis data shows a loss of 40 percent. And this is unconscious. And you can combat it by tracking. And this happens because your body tries to fight weight loss. It views weight loss as a threat to survival. And it tries to combat it by increasing your hunger, issues with staying on the wagon. You fall off. Your, your activity goes down. And you lose lean muscle. And so we talked about how to keep them, uh, how to overcome uh, those things, right? Right. And then we talked about how to keep the weight off on the long, uh, for the long term. You've got to learn sustainable habits. Although again, I would challenge you to first prove to yourself that you can lose fat to begin with. Cause most people have this belief that they can't. And then you need to figure out what's sabotaging you. Is it financial stress? Is it relationship stress? What keeps causing you to come back to food? Or alcohol or both to fix, to make yourself feel better. You need to get to the root of the problem. Whether that means divorce, whether that means breaking up with someone, whether that means changing jobs, whether that means turning off the freaking TV or getting off of social media and spending some time balancing your budget. Because I'll tell you the truth, some people like I'm, I can coach anybody. But they have to be ready for it. It has to be the right thing for them. And part of what I do on the breakthrough calls is I try to make sure it's a good fit. I really do. That's not some BS marketing thing. It's I try to make it a good fit because if they don't get good results, then that's on me. Well, it's partly on them too. But I look at it in the sense that I, I, I didn't qualify them properly. I ask people, "What makes you think this is going to solve your problems instead of uh, getting relationship counseling? Why aren't you talking to someone who will help you out financially if you're under such financial stress? Why are we talking right now? Why do you think this is the right approach for you? Why don't you think you know uh, doing getting some counseling is a better approach?" Those are the questions I end up asking to some people, at least. And those are the questions you should answer for yourself. I've had clients tell me, well, I got to have this talk with my husband or wife, and uh, they're just not doing it. That happens so often. Is that your case? And then you start to build up resentment and you just live it every day. Uh, and, you know, we all need help to get out of those situations. But if you keep turning to food or alcohol or both because you're refusing, to take action on whatever it is that you need to take action on, you know, it's never going to get better. You can manage it for a little while, but then it's going to keep coming back because you didn't address and deal with the root cause of the problem. Does that make sense? So that is is that. I hope this helps today. I hope it helps you understand the process better and really what you're facing. Because fat loss is simple, so, so simple, but it's hard to do in the context of our lives, especially when we're dealing with a lot of negative emotions like boredom, like stress from the lockdown or coronavirus or you know stress from uh, work. Someone got laid off, making less money, unsure about the future, stress from your children, Stress from being in a relationship that you feel no longer is right for you. Stress in your relationship because you're with the right person, but you're not doing the necessary work in the relationship to make your relationship work. Make sure you think about these things. Make sure you address them. The great news is that if you feel stuck right now, like so many people do, there is an answer. There is a solution. You can, in a very short period of time, change your life around, turn your life around and be on top of the world. But it takes, it takes pushing aside the easy things to do, like shopping and eating and drinking and dig a bit deeper and address, face your life, face the truths of your life head on. And once you do that, the sky isn't even the limit, my friends. You can go much further than that. Hope you enjoyed this today. Hope it brings perspective to you. And again, if you feel like health is the area of your life that you need to focus on, what I want you to do, go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash challenge and sign up for my free challenge where you get coaching for a week from me for free. People lose anywhere from two to four pounds in one week. So that's where you go. com slash challenge. Looking forward to seeing you there. And I'll speak to you on Friday.